Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back. We're just going to jump right into it this week. We have watched um, <laughs> Underworld 2 Evolution. Evolution. It was made in 2006, so three years after the first movie, still by Lakeshore Entertainment, still directed by Land Wiseman. They did remove, or he left, truly unsure, Kevin Grievous, by the way, oh. is how you pronounce that. And I'm like, that's really? not right. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's hmm. not the friend's pronunciation, but cool. That's his. That's his pronunciation. Got it. Yeah, good to know. So, uh, they re- well, he's gone from this movie, which maybe that's why it's worse. I don't know. Because it's the same writer, technically. Screenplay by. Screenplay by. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the budget was forty-five million, and it made a hundred and thirteen million dollars. The runtime. Double. It was over double the original budget. It made only a little bit more. The other one made like almost four and a half. This made not even two and a half. Or maybe yeah, like you know, and I can see why. The runtime for this was 106 minutes, so uh, just over an hour and a half. Honestly, it felt like longer. <laughs> yeah, so still could have been like just that 90, just barely that 90 would have been great. Yeah, like an 85 <laughs> minute movie would have been great. Again, the genre for this is ostensibly action horror. Again, I would not consider this a horror movie truly in any sense of the word at all. Definitely action. action. Um, still mostly starring the same people, Kate Beckinsale as Celine, Scott Speedman as Michael. Now we have a new person, Tony Curran as Marcus Gravinas. I was going to say, is he really ginger? And I quickly Googled. He is really ginger. My best point was like the best thing about this movie is he looks like a natural ginger. And they didn't even do that. He just is. <laughs> as genetics <laughs> well uh you know and, and who's his dad it was like the equivalent of seeing um malcolm mcdowell mcdouglas malcolm Mc- malcolm in silent hill 2 but slightly yeah. less i was like oh well i recognize this old man i wasn't expecting to see him yeah that's basically how i felt i was like i know this old man which we'll get into but i didn't know the name his name this or man, most of the movie plays. derek jacoby Thanks, Derek. Thanks, uh, Derek. He played Alexander Corvinus. Alexander. So, Alexander. So the IMDb plot for this is, quote, picking up directly from the previous movie, vampire warrior Celine and the half-werewolf Michael. Again, not really a half-werewolf. I mean, he is, but he's mm-hmm. also half-vampire, but sure. Michael, hunt for clues to reveal the history of their races and the war between them. All right. I wish uh, I had read that before I went into the movie because that would have helped me a lot figure out like what's going on. What is the point of this? Why are they doing any of this? So it was a hunt for clues. That was the movie. <laughs> okay. Honestly, this felt like like a like a middle movie, like a nothing movie. Yeah. Like a, I literally kind of nothing happened. At the end of the movie, I just like with Celine like opening and closing with her narrations, I was like, why I feel like this whole movie could have been a narration for whatever's gonna come next, if something's gonna come next. Yeah, uh, I actually watched this video from this YouTuber called In Praise of Shadows. They have some pretty good I videos. loved it. Oh, you I did? Say that was, yes. Oh, good. I didn't Perfect. finish it all the way, but I was just like, this is, this makes a lot of sense. This is really just a symptom of its times of like early action horror movies, mid 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I didn't that, realize how many had come out until I started listing them. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Neither did I. Like, uh, if you guys have time, it's about an hour long, but. Uh, I, I really recommend watching that video from *In Praise of Shadows*, and mm-hmm. it 
explains all the movies. So we're not going to watch the rest of them. Spoiler Thank alert. God. Yeah. Um, but he goes through and explains all of the movies in order and like kind of like what was going on with them in the background, like why mm-hmm. they are certain ways and who was still working on them, etc. I started to watch this six part behind the scenes thing on YouTube. And honestly, guys, I just didn't. Like I got mm-hmm. halfway through the first section and it was just the actors talking about their characters. And I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. this is not what I'm looking for. Um, no. Did I check the other five parts? No. Uh, <laughs> if you have time and you want to do that, uh, definitely go ahead, more power to you, but not something I really felt was worthwhile um, since this movie mm-hmm. was not great. So the costume designers were essentially was the same as still Wendy Partridge. It looks the same. In fact, from seeing that video, uh, Celine basically has the whole outfit for the entire series. So like, yeah, I don't really need to go back into it. Just listen to our previous episode. Still looks like, great. It worked. Well, let's not mess with it. Yes. The so, one thing they didn't mess with. <laughs> pretty much. Do you want to get into it? Anything else you want to hit in the background before? I was just trying to see. I felt like Patrick Tatopoulos is not included in this one at all, right? But is he? I can't. Oh, okay. Creature designer and supervisor. So it could be like how, how Kevin was part of like the story creator, but didn't directly have Perhaps. to do with it. I could tell they were still practical, but it felt like less practical. Oh, 100%. That's definitely one of my notes. Um, but he's still there. Bigger budget, as they always seem to do, less practical effects, more CGI Mm -hmm. to a worse look overall. All right, let's get into it. it. (laughs) So start with the review, the text review. Oh my God. Yeah. So before the movie even like starts, as, as you said, like there is this red scrolling, I think it's supposed to be spooky text i don't i don't know <laughs> that's i was i was thinking it was maybe trying to add like gravitas like nobody needs to be reminded of what happened in the last movie it was a very simple straightforward movie you must have be like at least interested like you must know that there's werewolves and vampires in it and that's basically all they told you again it was like there were werewolves and vampires and they fought so it's like i think it must just try to be like star wars like you know star wars but we got to do the yeah, i don't know try to build role. up like guys this is gonna be it you're gonna get into it right now get yeah, but they don't have like John Williams' mu- uh, music behind it to make it epic and nice. Yeah, I don't. Just I don't even write down who did the music for this because it truly it wasn't, wasn't any scene or emo music or new metal, unfortunately. No, no really So we get this whole scrolling text, basically just explaining the first movie, and then underneath the text there was quiet dialogue playing from the first movie so it was, was direct- there yes there was di- i had to- <laughs> you should have seen me taking notes for this Dude. like a crazy person i like paused it and like turned up my volume and was like listening and i was mm-hmm. like wait a minute this is just dialogue directly ripped from the first movie and again you, could- you couldn't really hear it so i'm not really sure i was supposed to like add and plus you had to like read the text so it's like you're listening to someone talking and reading at the same time which like, different things and they're different things it's not like when i'm watching anime where i could just like you know read and listen and it's cool but this mm-hmm. was just not great designed to confuse us so it's 
as we'll get into it, I just in general, I didn't know about the audio, but like the amount of footage and audio that they reuse from the first film, I'm like, insane. how is the budget so high? Like, yeah, <laughs> insane. I, I honestly think most of it went to CGR. Maybe like the budget went to like helicopters and like set design, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Because there's more varied sets in this movie. Right. The sets were bigger and, and, and better and like more outside than the mm-hmm. previous, as much more exteriors. But I also think maybe that the the casts were like, if you want me to come back for this shit, you better pay me more. <laughs> I mean, we can kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, for sure. When watching In Praise of Shadows, apparently for the very last movie, Kate Beckinsale did, was not slated to come back. I don't know where Michael went during that. He didn't really say, but like from like the fourth movie and fifth movie, Michael's just like gone. I don't know. Dude, Scott Speedman's gone. What happened to Scott Speedman? I looked him. Anyone seen him? He still does, you know, t- roles on TV that I haven't really heard of. So he's still like around, but okay, okay, you know, he's interesting. Just living his life in Canada, right? So <laughs> we go. I just want to quickly say we go from the cool serif font to inexplicably papyrus because you know, it's twelve oh two, and that's what they only have papyrus. Twelve oh two. <laughs> let me tell you that was my font of choice when I was in like middle school oh absolutely uh, yeah so you know all of a sudden it's 1202 AD that's where we're starting off the actual movie as I'll say there is a village that is being burned to the ground and a group of vampires are claiming that Marcus's brother William who's a werewolf has you know destroyed the village and the vampires set the villagers on fire to cleanse them of the werewolf uh it was gene yeah disease gene yeah outbreak werewolf outbreak lycanthropy everywhere dude i was just like i remember i forget i think you are into like war scenes and movies right like 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 Uh, if they're well done yeah well done like like the staging of them and stuff like that mm-hmm. right I yeah like we're talking about like the lord of the rings and stuff like that mm-hmm. i wrote down i was like i do not know anything about combat and i'm not very interested by it like i remember definitely Mackenzie, super into all of like battle formations and shit mm-hmm. one of my friends like into war stuff but even me a novice uh just played some warcraft whatever i don't know but i feel like if you're having a fight in a village don't fight in between all the houses i like they're especially know- when they're there, there are werewolves who are jumping from wolves on top of the house roofs. Yeah. Like, and my problem here, and <laughs> interesting that you mentioned that, my problem here is that they, at this point, have been hunting werewolves for some time, so yeah. they should have the tactics down for how they're going to hunt and cleanse and like efficiently kill off the werewolves. But instead, it is just chaos, and they lose so many vampires so many in this like skirmish for no reason because at this point and this is actually the next part of the movie uh the villagers start to change into werewolves and start attacking them but they knew this was going to happen because william a werewolf had attacked the villagers so therefore they know everyone's going to change why don't you have everyone go through start from the outside going into a village and just start chopping off heads like exactly like as they're they're the floor, yeah. like chop off people's heads before mm-hmm. they've turned because you know it's going to happen it just didn't make any sense and they're supposed to be and like cool like, and badass and i'm like y'all are bad at your jobs right? and i know the werewolves can't like fly fly in these movies 
until like they have unless they have wings or for some reason but they can at least jump high correct can't Mm -hmm. they jump really high yeah it's like i was like why are they putting them in this heavy armor that might be weighing them down that like it's like we went from like cool sleek chic vampires and leather to like clunky slow can't really handle my shit or move around vampires it was like what well not to like get into all of my historical knowledge but like Mm -hmm. a lot of armor back in the day actually wasn't metal like that a lot of it was Mm. uh actually cloth based with like uh maybe leather like a it's like a tufted cloth and it or they'd have Mm. leather or they'd have mail all of that is a lot easier to move in and a lot um lighter than than pure metal and i know that this is a fantasy movie and like we're all about the aesthetics i get it i get it i get it right like i get it yeah but like but it wasn't aesthetic it just wasn't aesthetically <laughs> didn't make pleasing. sense like yeah right so I was and just like they, these I, big ass helmets that did literally nothing when the lichens decided to bite them right there, there's this piece of armor that protects your neck i can't remember the name of it but they're not wearing them and i'm like but these are predator animals and predator animals attack people's necks and like your soft bellies and stuff so like i don't yeah anyway nothing about it made sense again i know it's here for the aesthetics um yeah so these vampires are bad at their jobs and so, so all these werewolf turned or excuse me lichen turned people uh start attacking and killing all of it um there's a it lot more just... quick cuts in these scenes yes. which as we've talked about i think that is a sign of poor like choreography within a scene within a fight scene a lot more Poor cgi for yeah an inexperienced editor and it also makes me go like why didn't you want to keep the shot what was bad about the shot you knew you had bad footage Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to like fill the time Mm -hmm. a lot more cgi werewolves in this than compared to the last movie and it again this is in 2006 cgi is not what it is now so it doesn't look great and i think this was supposed to be in 3d because there was a lot of like blood splatter on the screen a lot of steady cam a lot of like the camera moves with whatever the projectile is which mm-hmm. i personally hate i don't like that yeah and steady cam was kind of new at that time so it was like oh cool technology like look at how right. good we can track the shots like right maybe i liked it at the time i can't remember and i can't imagine i, I did we were children so taste was questionable anyway um <laughs> yes so amelia actually gets a speaking part in this movie i say that loosely because she has perhaps line. three lines yeah. tops no you might be right. it might be one line and then she just glowers the rest of the time oh um i don't even remember what she said it clearly wasn't it right down and marcus is very set on not killing his brother despite him being a werewolf i get that of course and then of course victor being evil is just like you do what i want but I didn't, I mean, I, I know they'll explain it later on, but it was just very much like, I felt like even for Victor to clearly he has army hierarchy over mm-hmm. Marcus. Mm-hmm. It's like, but they've already established at this point that Marcus is the very first vampire. So he right. made Victor. So right. why would Victor be talking down to him? It was so weird. It was like. It's it's weird, especially because it is established in this franchise that the older a vampire gets, the stronger they get. And right. like. Marcus had been a vampire for quite some time before he turned Victor. So, like, physically, according to their own lore, Marcus yeah. would be a stronger vampire. So, even if, like, Victor knew more about military strategy, Marcus could just, like, you know, backhand him and be like, shut up. 
<laughs> like, right. like it shouldn't even be a thing, but and no offense, Bill Nye, but Tony Curran just looks like he could probably yeah, you know, snap. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of questions there. So I said, as usual, Victor's not following a promise he made to make sure that William is not harmed and then is placed in Marcus's care. At this point, I'm just like, Victor has always been like this. So then that still doesn't make sense for the modern movie, which was the first one that everyone just like trusts Victor because he's like, stay scheming. Like that's what he does. So they won. Yeah. uh, Cool. This whole, it seemed like the, like the very first I don't know, equivalent of like guys going out and one guy being like, bro, he's just drunk. He's not, he's not doing anything. It's like your bro's being belligerent, dude. He's like, no, he's just drunk. He's not, he's not like this. <laughs> very much that. Very much. Um, like, like I know it's your brother and you love him, but like he straight up just killed this whole village. So and like I'm sorry. So like, is it since the time he's been bitten that he's been like that? Like he's yeah, insane. So apparently. So if you bring him back, who's to know? Like he's been roaming free for decades. Like how's he gonna be sane again? I don't know if he just like keeps getting out. Like he's like a cat, you know what I mean? And then you get to go get oh. him every time. Who left it he, unlocked? He yeah. got out again. Who left the door open? You know William gets out. Um, well, I, I just wanted to point out that Bill Knight is acting in this scene. Oh, oh yes. acting with like every vowel in his mouth is is coming out so if it's like because he's actually like having fun or thinks it's silly or if it's like his teeth being weird that he's like well uh he seems to like doing movies like this because i found out that he's also an i frankenstein which is also made by kevin Kevin. Mm -hmm. like yeah i I did not realize was the same but now that i think about it aesthetically these movies are basically identical so i think he actually wrote the graphic novel too which is pretty cool he did yeah he did uh he seems to do a lot of stuff. It's great for him. So Victor tells Marcus that if he disobeys again, William will be taken away and imprisoned for all time away from Marcus, which is like insane. I'm like, again, you are the elder here. Why are you letting this man talk to you crazy? Like, right. Anyway, so then after this scene, no we get a full recap of the previous movie, which literally rips scenes like from the previous movie, Celine talking over it. There was... So literally no need to have this and they did that stupid like um kind of resident evil kind of harry potter like swishy swishy like recap they kind of yeah. blurred things i was like why are we doing this i have no to make idea. it feel like memories for us like i'm not <laughs> sure. i oh maybe maybe that's it i don't love it maybe. um no so again no need for that entire scene to have happened mm-hmm. now we finally see modern day Celine and Michael are walking through the woods um, because they need to go wake up Marcus this is a direct like as soon as the last movie was over this is where it picks up can you help me identify what looks so different about her I feel like it was kind of her eyebrows kind of her hair I think it was the hair but she did look different in this movie like facially and I know it's been three years Michael looked different as well yeah he did he looked bad yeah he didn't look great um I feel like also she kept having her mouth open more this this like I was trying to like just figure well, it out I kept going back and forth and it was a very like breathy like we'll get into that to be more emotive yeah we'll get, we'll get into that because one of the big differences and I am kind of cutting ahead now is that the last movie was like sexy without being sexual this movie was definitely like overtly sexual in in many right. aspects and I was like all right cool we'll get into that so mm-hmm. um they're walking through the woods 
trying to go wake up Marcus before Craven kills him in his sleep because that's when they're like, we know Craven's cowardice is going to do that shit. Somehow Michael has gained a set of clothing again. This is supposed to be directly after the last movie and he was just in like tattered pants last time. Now he's in like a full like jacket shirt situation. I don't know where he got any of that from (laughs) because it's just now that they're getting to a safe house in the woods. Which if she knows of the safe house, that means everybody's going to know of the safe house. But yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then they even established that all the safe houses run on an um, like an internal network that they all have access to each other which side note don't do that that's not safe it's supposed to be like a, a safe house if you can access the all the rest from one right not very safe <clears throat> the opposite of safe. so and we know how vampires work with the drinky the bloody get the memories so it's like i just yeah which okay even if it weren't on the network i mean like if anybody knows about it you're known <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they get in in a safe house they don't have electricity for a while for some reason again but then it does turn on don't ask no one knows he they Crazy see stakes. like a nowhere. werewolf that had been injected with some preservation thing so that he didn't revert to being a human yeah when he died uh there's a nice scene where michael like half changes so he gets very cool, like nice stiletto nails. Like love that for him. Yes. Um, <laughs> the general tech cool. in the safe house is better than the last movie, which makes sense because it was three years at this point. And Michael wants to go with Celine to wake up Marcus, but Celine insists on going alone. Now we're in the coven in the antechamber. Craven and his boys arrive to kill Marcus. And one of the lackeys opens Marcus's tomb and... Bum, bum, bum. You know, it's empty. Whoa. <laughs> then a CGI Marcus comes out and just starts killing the lackeys. <sighs> he looks significantly different from Michael's halfling look, which makes no sense. <sighs> Unless it's like whatever base creature you are, like has more physical attributes when you become a halfling. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to keep like them things 70, like 30. Right. Yeah, maybe it is 70, 30. Um, these stupid giant gargoyle wings that I hate. I hate those wings. So like, yeah, that's my next note. What is about the, what is the wings? We, no one else has wings. It's never implied that anyone else could have wings. Is it because <laughs> he's the first vampire? He didn't seem to have wings before. Is it because now he's a halfling for how that makes sense? Because now he added wolf werewolf yeah like not more bat so like why would he now have wings and also why is he slimy he's slimy like most of the movie it doesn't yeah his facial prosthetics are much more batty bat like than than michael's too like everything is like super vampire i'm like where's the werewolf i don't it doesn't make sense don't think about it too much um again a lot of quick cuts here not great cgi marcus drains craven of his blood And learns the, the memories. Yeah, the, all the memories learns what happened. Uh, and then instead of draining him, fully smashes his head to kill him. <sighs> yeah, and I just want to point out during the the memory scene, we do see him having sex with Erica, that picky girl from the last movie. And I was like, oh, maybe that's why she was so obsessed with him. Yeah. I was like, what was the point of showing that? Oh, that was <laughs> yes. 
there's no point in showing it because she doesn't appear at all in this movie. In mm-hmm. fact, we're supposed to assume she's dead because this is next. Marcus burns down the whole the whole place. So, you know, uh, it shows everything that happened last movie. That's all that happens yet again. Mm-hmm. It's a, another recap. Yeah, <laughs> I said Marcus decapitates Craven for his troubles. It was that- kind of s- stupid. Like I almost felt bad for the actor that they brought him back to the set just to... Could you imagine? For one scene. You have like, I mean, how long is that scene? Maybe three minutes tops? And right. had to fly him back from, what is he, Irish? Flying yeah, from Ireland, Ireland to Hungary for three fucking minutes? Oh, I'd be so irritated. <laughs> so uh, we're back with Celine and Michael. Celine, for some reason, still believes like in the system and is trying to, is like, I'm going to get Marcus to grant Michael sanctuary. I'm like, I don't know why you're trying to go through oh, legitimate means. Right. <laughs> what, like, if Victor was the one that she was closest to and the only one, the one she trusted blindly, what what would make you think at all that Marcus would be on your side or? It, it doesn't make like, any sense. He thinks that Celine will get killed on sight by Craven if she does this, but she's like going to go anyway. And she's like, you got to drink some blood because you're getting weak and you need to eat and you cannot eat human food anymore because you are no longer human. It will make you sick or might even kill you. Like, and she's like, tells him. very like, this is what is the thing. Sorry that you don't like it. But Michael is very resistant, kind of understandably, because if we think about it, everything that's happened in these two movies is like a four day period for him. Um, yeah. Like finding the- out that all this shit exists and then now becoming a half vampire, half werewolf has been a four days. Right. I thought that was like the most, the most honest line. And also I was like, this is a good quote for the movie. I don't know. Everything's changed. I'm not sure. Yeah. Just them staring at each other was pissing me off. They just had so many back cut, cut, cut of them just looking at each other. Yeah. I was just like checking my watch. I was like, what are we? Are we supposed to just believe they're, they're see their sexual attention. They're in love because they keep looking at each other. Yes. I'm like, if we want to play by yaoi rules, I can do that, but. Even by my, like that's a stretch for me even i mean all this is a stretch for me girl like <laughs> y'all just met but all right um okay. and it's not even like they're just like sexually attracted to each other it's like that they're like deeply in love like that's yeah. kind of how it's played during this movie but we'll get into that right it's like all the things essentially this whole movie all the things that we didn't like are more it's like more romance more of this action more of this stupid mm-hmm. shit yep speaking of so now we're on a boat uh, technically a ship, but I'm going to say boat. Um, <clears throat> helicopter lands with very heavily armored guard taking something in that we never learned that is anyway. This old man who is fancy, that's exactly <laughs> what I wrote, as yep. if innocent people saw, like, who saw things go down were silenced, but then they're like unharmed. Like, that's how it's phrased. And I'm like, how could you be silenced but unharmed? But anyway. Shh. Sh- were they shushed okay okay you told them not to talk great Good. so then again a lackey explains to the old man more parts of the first movie including amelia being dead uh With footage of just the just literally just footage from the movie yeah again, it's like what the fuck? yet again more clips from the first movie so essentially these people are like the cleanup crew like after all this crazy shit happens they come in, clean up the bodies, quote, silence the humans, and are just like, you know, in and out, good at their jobs. So they're probably the only people that are good at their jobs in this movie. Right. Um, uh-huh. But they You're assume that, that Marcus killed all the vampires in the first movie, which is a 
interesting choice. But then, you know, it does show that the Vampire Coven is in ruin, and Marcus did do that. So then there's another safe house, actually, the safe house from the first movie. Marcus is wearing some big old goth platform boots and a long yeah. skirt. Love that for him. But here's my problem, right? So he's like remembering scenes where supposed to assume our memories he got from Craven, but Craven was not around for those scenes in the first movie. Right. Yeah. It's like who told, so did Craven drink somebody then? Are we to assume? I have no idea how he's supposed to know these things because he's remembering things that only Celine and Michael were around for that are still alive and he hasn't met them yet. So like, I don't know. Anyway, back on the boat. The old man goes into a morgue, looks at Lucien trying to find Sonia's necklace. And then he starts to just like feel up Victor's dead chest and then puts on gloves. Right. After he's feeling up a dead body and then cuts him open and finds a whole system of like holding for a medallion, which is what I called it. Silent Hill. (laughs) Embedded inside. I mean, it might as well. Embedded inside of his chest like under the skin the old man I was seems like very happy to see this two things why do they even show him the footage of the people if they're literally about to bring him to the room with all the bodies i don't know <laughs> like i don't I just know. want to make sure you're prepared for what you're about to see like right what? like these dead bodies are spooky when it's actually right? just the actors laying on a table like they don't even like look dead you know what i mean yeah like, they off, don't like, even look dead yeah. They don't look like they've been drained of, of any blood. If you think back to the first movie when Victor, like, before he was, like, sanguinated, he was, like, you could see every single bone of him. And I feel like you would have seen. Oh, yeah. That, good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, I did not clock that either. Like, yeah. you definitely would have seen that medallion. And, the again, it's like a whole holding rig inside his chest that is built to hold the medallion, which I'm like, you can just, right. like, put the medallion under your skin. You don't yeah. need this whole situation. Easily. but. Also, who did that for you back in the, you know, 1202, but. Right, because Marcus made him and Marcus presumably wouldn't have, it must have been dad, this old man dad, because it's like Alexander, because why would Marcus put the key to his brother that he doesn't even want anybody to have inside this vampire? Well, I don't think Marcus did it. I'm just literally like, which doctor in 1202 was you trust to cut you open and do this whole like metal work situation in your chest, but sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the old man seems happy to see said medallion. Now we're back at the safe house of Marcus, and he has to, like, use the memories of other people to remember how to type or to learn how to type at, at once. <sighs> and um, passwords. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, this is a problem. Like, your shit's not safe if you could just, like, read someone else's blood. But, right. and again, you're working within a closed network. So, so because it's a closed network, he just toggles through all the cameras and all the other safe houses to find out where they are. And I'm like, this is not a safe house if you can do that. Like, <laughs> no, like, you know, enclosed networks that aren't just specifically for that one safe house. Like, have a way to call out, but like, don't connect them all. Oh, God. Network security. Anyway, <laughs> now we're with Mr. Michael in um, the safe house in the woods. Michael's contemplating drinking the blood pack, but decides he can't do it and instead goes to a local bar slash restaurant. Everyone like I could him- eat this food mom left me yeah. and she told me not to go get more food from outside. But but I'm going to go, even though I have food at the house. You know, I was gonna she specifically told me not that I would get <laughs> yes. sick. Yeah. So 
again, everyone like gives him like this mean mug side eye. Everyone is inexplicably dirty inside this place, like physically dirty. Celine quickly in the woods sees Marcus flying overhead because again, Marcus has wings for some reason and runs back to go get Michael. I'm unsure, but we're back with Michael. And again, where the fuck does this movie take place? Like, so I was hungry when they're speaking Russian. Yeah. So, are they speaking Russian? It's definitely not Pol. It sounds pretty Russian. Archer was not watching with me. I can't confirm, but mm. I was it wondering. Didn't sound if like Hungarian. I don't know, like what Hungarian sounds like, just like off the top of my head. But like, okay, think about the last movie. People were speaking English with no accents in the last movie. They're still in the same mm-hmm. place because they're just walking back to the coven. So right. they're in the same like location, but now everyone's speaking perhaps Russian, perhaps Hungarian, who knows? And I said, everyone in this bar either looks like they're a coal miner from rural Canada or like a literal Slavic peasant. Oh like there are babushkas in this restaurant. Right. So I don't understand what's happening. Then he gets a plate of sauerkraut and potatoes. White and cut up stuff. Things on a plate that he starts eating vigorously, even though she told him not to. They're speaking something on the TV. It's a news station playing. He starts to, of course, have a terrible reaction, exactly like Celine told him he would. And the lady on the TV shows him as a wanted person. And I'm like, was he studying medicine abroad or something? Right. Also, like, very, very shady. The news is not like that, is not like some lady in a gray suit in some like cubicle looking room. It's like they have news productions, you guys. Yeah, I like I know it's a foreign country, guys, but they but yeah. they do have production value for their news. Like <laughs> stupid. God. Like uh, Michael Corvin, and then they're like, oh, Michael Corvin. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, him. Um, so th- there oh, there are police officers in in the restaurant again for some reason. So they just start pointing assault rifles at him, even though he's clearly having a medical emergency. He barfs on the table, which I'm like, Ugh. there, buddy. Been there. Uh, and he tells everyone to, like, get away from him. One cop goes to call for backup in the car, and it's intercepted by whoever is on the ship, and the ship people start to send men in. Again, at this point, we don't know who the ship people are, and we don't actually find out until much later. Uh, Selene gets back to the safe house, sees Michael didn't drink the blood as instructed. Michael then flips a table, <laughs> literally, jumps on the cop with fangs out, eyes black, but like catches himself in the mirror and like, I guess, sees that he looks like a monster and runs away. He's not me. Don't ever let me be a monster. <laughs> no. No. I'll be like, all right, guess this is it. My um, life. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he gets shot in the back a bunch of times by one of the other cops, but doesn't really slow him down because he is a halfling thing. I wish there were a name for what he is, but there isn't. He's saying hybrids, yeah. Ugh. Celine hears the gunfire and comes to the rescue, but we see the sun is beginning to come up. Uh, cops are chasing Michael through the woods, shoot the hell out of him. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Celine drops down as she does, you know, the famous drop down, but this time it's from a cliff and yeah. beats the shit out of the cops. But Here's my problem. We see her in this scene using this like super like fast uh, like inhuman speed. She's like 
you know, basically right. instant transmissioning through the woods <laughs> and like, you know, beating up the cops, but she doesn't use that in like actual fights against like right. actual threats. And I'm like, don't establish that she has it then because I know. It- like, why wouldn't she use that against like the later fight with Marcus and stuff? It just doesn't make exactly. sense. And I hate the way they do it. It's like stop motion sped up. So mm-hmm. it looks like creepy and stupid and disjointed. It was like, it just like was jarring and not in a like interesting way, but like in a, my eyes can't, I don't know. It's already a lot of cut, fast cuts too. So it was just confusing visually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she forces Michael to now drink some of his blood so he doesn't die. Um, which again why didn't she just like chain him up make him drink it and then go like you knew how it was gonna go Celine what were you because she had to make it back to the safe house or back to the coven she thought before dawn um so she didn't really have time to like baby him it's that's what it is she needs to baby him all the time yeah gross (sighs) uh they start to go back to the safe house we'll we'll Mm -hmm. get there uh but Marcus arrives she doesn't apologize for what she done, what she did in the last movie, which I appreciate. Like she was justified. Yeah. Uh, Marcus agrees with her, with both Craven and Victor. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. And then he accuses Celine of hiding something surrounding her actual family, which is like, there's no indication of this really. Like maybe in one scene she remembers, like in the first movie she remembers the the necklace. But, like, she doesn't remember, so she's not, like, hiding anything. But right. he's, like, you know, incensed. And he's like, oh, you must be hiding something. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He attacks her probably to get her blood to, like, remember her memories. Michael right. attacks him with a gun that he suddenly has. He didn't have before. Suddenly has a gun. Uh, and then they escape. Uh, CGI here is terrible. The blood is, like, bright cherry red. The yeah. effects are bad. For some reason, again, I say she doesn't use super speed, even though she just used it to fight the cops. And then they encounter, which I think this scene was supposed to be funny, that sleepy, like, Mack truck driver. Oh, yeah. And Michael literally, like, catches the truck and, like, transforms for a second to, like, hold it back. And then, you know, Celine gives some quip and the driver runs away. And I'm like... Mind if I drive? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so now we're in the truck and they're escaping mm. Marcus. Uh, Celine drives. Mark Michael hops into the back. It's like it's like a back truck, but the back is like a the bed of of a pickup truck kind of thing. Why didn't he drive? He's the one that like just had this. Neither driving nor fighting is a great choice. But like if you if you just had this weird reaction, I feel like driving would be a safer bet than like fighting on a moving vehicle i don't know also she's like she is the trained fighter of the two of them like i know he's a hybrid but like he doesn't have fight training he's just going on like pure instinct while she has been a death dealer for like 600 years so like Mm -hmm. she knows how to fight i just don't okay anyway marcus arrives to be a flying and the girls are fighting in the back Mm -hmm. of the truck uh it's kind of like the octodome like they're just like punching each other Right. Um, lots of wants- camera angles lots of cool like through the back of the truck oh wow yeah again none of the fights in this were really that interesting um, no everyone wants the necklace and I said at this point it probably fits into the medallion we don't know this at this point but 
spoiler alert, that is exactly what it does. Uh, Marcus tries to like push them off the road. She shoots him and then like, he's like on the side of the car with the mountain and she like rams the car into him and like drags him across the mountainside. Marcus gets back in the bed of the, or in the cabin of the truck and the sun starts to come up and she starts to literally burn. And then here's another thing. For some reason, Michael knows that this random off-ramp that's closed down on the side of the road with no signage leads to an abandoned factory that they can hide out in. And they like, he like drives and like crashes the truck into it. And I'm like, how would, how would he know that that's there? There's no signage. He would have never gone there before. It's an abandoned factory. Went to a rave once. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, I have been to a factory rave in my day, but like it never looks, it's never quite that abandoned. (laughs) Right. They're in the factory at this point. Uh, He uses, he like half transforms his hand into claws and like splatters. I guess this is a paint factory. I don't know. (laughs) Because there's like 18 things of paint for him to like cover the windows and paint. But also like they don't even stay out in the open. He brings her into a shipping container, which is sealed. And also, how does he have such like minute control over his transformations at this point that he right? can do his hand? Like that happened again, guys. He transformed into this hyper creature the night before. It wasn't long. It was the same night, actually. What am I saying? It's the same night. So fast learner, sure. They go into that shipping container. He's like trying to help her, quote, heal her wounds, but she's a vampire, so they heal basically immediately. And you know, uh, then it leads to them having the most awkward and like anatomically incorrect sex i've ever seen i hated it yeah uh we kept getting like weird shots of her pelvis like repeatedly and but then like his leg was where his like his pelvis should have gone so he basically was humping her stomach it was it was very reminiscent of the room for me it was very like (laughs) it was like the room (laughs) (laughs) i still hate that you showed that to me um yeah it was definitely like the room just like this isn't how sex uh, works that's Uh, her that's her belly button you guys maybe had maybe they're mormons i don't know maybe you're mormon although mormons have a lot of kids i think they figured it out kate beckinsale did have a comment about this scene how it was just like kind of funny kind of awkward and remember, oh she's yeah. married to Len Wiseman at this point by the way at that point yeah, 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 yeah. they're not anymore <laughs> but at this point so like her husband's right there what's his name Scott had to like Scott tape or tie his dick to his leg <laughs> to have this scene oh my god and so she's like you know what she say she said like if it moves it's awkward but if it doesn't it's kind of insulting so I was just like I don't know what you want then, girl. <laughs> um, so anyway, this whole sex scene behind the scenes in front of the camera, it was just bad. It's awkward. Yeah. Bad and awkward. And this is like part of that like overt uh, like sexual aspect that this movie has that doesn't lend anything to the movie. Right. Like it doesn't help it. It doesn't make me be like, ooh, you know, the movie's a little bit bad, but that was a good sex scene. It was just like, that was... <laughs> It's all mediocre, yeah, or less than, honestly. So, anywho, um, we're back in the safe house. Marcus goes to sleep like a bat, upside down with his wings covering his body and face. 
Just like again over one day now you're like this is my new my this new method I now. I- <laughs> yeah. This is just how I sleep now. Um I'm embracing the lifestyle, okay. Honestly. Uh the cops get into like the actual safe house part. He's kind of like in this weird like mine mine section and the cops like real life cops get there um and start like looking at the werewolves and looking at all this crazy shit in the safe house. But then the black ops team, the cleanup team gets there, clears out the cops, scrubs the area of all trace of vampires or werewolves, yeah. and then like uh, literally blows it up. Literally. So back with Michael and Celine. Celine wakes up looking like, oh, even though, again, this woman's like, I don't know, 700 oh years God. old or something. Like she's been right. alive for a really long time. I'm like, I'm sure, she's had much better sex. Much sure, better in like, also like wouldn't feel awkward about it if you've been doing something for half a millennia you're probably cool with it but anyway (laughs) Um, i think personally the the worst part of it was like the course it should have stayed on i don't care what happens the the corset stays on during (laughs) but she's wearing the corset over top which is the correct way to wear corset by the way she's wearing it over top her underlayer so if tough sex at all she has to take out the other slink out and then put it back on No, it was just like my favorite thing about Celine. No, yeah, it, it's it's the corset and the boots for me. Right. Yes. <sighs> yeah, the boots changed. We didn't even talk about that. There, her yeah, boots, the boots are different. Are, the boots are different. They're more high heeled this time than last time. Because um, more femme. Yeah, like, last no. time they were more just like flat form goth boots, and this time yeah. they're more like high heeled, um, combaty boots. Somebody mm-hmm. took those boots from the set. That's probably what happened. It's so like my boots now. And it's me. Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, good, 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 good find. So I said here, quote, the longer I look at Michael, the weirder I find his face, which is dude. Pretty- I especially I said that too, though. And especially this part of his face right here. I yeah. don't know why, but it was this for me. I hated it. <laughs> so like, what's wrong with this muzzle? Kate is pointing to like the point where like your cheek, oh, yeah. like your laugh lines are. Is that what it is? Yeah, your upper yeah. laugh lines. Yeah. Between your top lip and your nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's got a weird. Something weird was going on there. Um, I don't know. You get fillers, my guy? I don't really know. I um, think maybe he did. I honestly think maybe he did. Mm no (laughs) so anyway celine presses on the center stone of the necklace and it pops out to reveal some protrusions she has some kind of flashback to her childhood and drawing on walls of something uh and she has that necklace at that point it was a very kingdom hearts-esque when they're like drawing Kyrie and sora inside the cave i was like very much very much kingdom hearts um Even especially when she goes back to it later and she like sees it again, I'm like, yeah, this is from Kingdom Hearts. Dude, or is Kingdom Hearts how... from this? <laughs> oh, right. Oh. Dude, just anytime that there's like a they, they reference something, like if there's a cave drawing, I don't know what it's called, like I guess other than obligatory, but it's just like I remember this, and then you see her see it. It's like, oh, she's gonna touch it. She's gonna touch it. Like they always touch. have to touch the thing that they've seen. I'm like, we know you saw. <laughs> so she tells uh, Michael about her dream and they decide to go to someone named Andreas Tanis. Uh, who I hate this guy. Is well, hate this guy. Was the official historian of all the covens. And he apparently fell out of favor due to, quote, telling lies. But Celine's like, they probably weren't now that I think about it. 
Um, right. And Michael's like, how do you know where to find him? And he's just leans like, I'm the one who put him in exile. Anyway. Is she? Because yes. then he says it was Victor. I think she means like she physically transported him there. Like oh, she was okay, like okay. his, his like, you know, Got his it. CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Got it. So Marcus actually wakes up at this point. We see a quick scene of him like awake and fully healed after his battle. Whatevs. All of, see, this is, this is another thing that added up to this runtime. All of these check-ins in between scenes, like, wonder what this character is doing. It's like, we don't need to know what he's doing at all times. We can assume the next time we see him, like, oh, he got better. Oh, hanging upside down helped him out. Like, whatever. For sure. The thing is, like, I'm actually skipping over a lot of the check-ins because yeah. it's just, it's like, constant check-ins. Like, constantly checking in on everybody. I'm like, we get it. Ale- Alexander's still on the boat, guys. Oh, yeah. Alexander's still there. Still there. Okay. Still on the boat. <clears throat> yeah. So we get to Tannis's house, and she, Celine, for some reason, thinks that everything will still be the same as 300 years ago, which, like, I don't right. know why you thought that. Um, I we get a gate being here. Yes. <laughs> That's like verbatim basic- what she says a basic gate too yes. like a wire gate like went to home depot one afternoon mm-hmm. it's not like some like fortress <laughs> like even though i'm like you probably should have done a fortress gate but okay right. so uh Andreas, told to stay here okay trust system stay here okay that, that seems to be it because he has no guards there's no guards for his his imprisonment which side note they said he was exiled exile does not mean imprisonment exile just means you have to go away not that also, you have to stay down the somewhere. street. Yeah. Again. Exiled how? Like, <laughs> like, anyway, they don't know what these terms mean, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, Andreas is having the time of his life. He's having sex with two vampire ladies um, that, again, we see more of. And it's just like, all right. And mostly it's just like gratuitous nudity shots of the two women. And I'm like, yeah. All right. I guess all the female empowerment that the first one either gave or like suggested is just none of that at all mm-hmm. in this movie. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Very much that women are here to be pretty. So he obviously sees some coming on all the tech he obviously has set up now because he's been there for 300 years. Um, mm-hmm. Celine gets out of the car for some reason to go look around and then is dropped mm-hmm. into a pit, which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, he had a beware of dog sign on the on the fence. And then, okay, of course, yeah. there are werewolves being chained up and acting as guard dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, haha, guys. Anyway, uh, Celine kills the werewolves that come after her. And, of course, I feel bad for them because they're just, like, slaves. They're people, folks. Like, all these <coughs> werewolves and lichens are people that have been chained up. They are slaves. Um Literally Michael started as a brother, like it's yeah, descent, like everybody's brothers, just yeah. yeah, they're all the same essentially family, and they're all humans mm-hmm. or people. I hate this anyway. Michael kills the werewolves that come after him. Celine goes up into the main house and kills the two vampire ladies who were, I guess, sent to attack her. And I was just like, I don't know what you thought these two ladies would do against like a hundreds year old, like death dealing vampire right she kills them literally with one hit each they could have just not been there but the we needed ladies. to see yeah. more uh breasts so yeah, yeah. so uh she begins to talk to tanis but 
Michael bursts through the window, startling him, and they all decide to have a nice chat instead of being like coy. Mm. So we find out now that Lucien got from the first movie, got the UV bullets from Tannis, and he also brought him said bodyguards that um, that they killed earlier. Yeah. She tells Tannis, like go ahead. This whole movie has bad contacts, but Tannis's contacts are especially bad. They're very, very bad light yeah. green. Yeah, they weren't great. I don't Almost know why they weren't off. blue like everybody else's who was a vampire. Yeah, this was like sage, yeah. Also during the scene, Kate Beckinsale's lip color keeps changing. Does it? It goes from like frosty white to like red, like more red. And I was like, because I noticed the frosty white being like, ew, that, that early 90s, like frosty white for girls was not a th- great. And then it, it was, goes to red and I'm like. It was also at that time during the 2000s, that frosty nude lip. Do you remember yeah. scene makeup where people would just put concealer on their lips? Yes. Oh my God. That tw- twas the times. Um, the makeup artist should have like had notes from the previous day to know to paint your lips the same color so that's kind of weird yeah (sighs) so we get a lot of exposition in this scene buckle up Celine tells Tannis that she killed vampire uh, or excuse me Victor (laughs) I killed vampire (laughs) I killed vampire Uh, she killed Victor (laughs) Uh, he claims he didn't know anything but Mike is goddamn. Uh, Michael shows him the necklace that Marcus was after. It randomly cuts to Marcus aiding a bunch of horses. Kate, is that yeah. what happens? No Why? idea. No idea. They drink human blood to eat. Like, is it supposed to be that now that he's ha- part where do werewolves eat horses? We don't see is that. that. Why? Right. We, don't, we actually never see werewolves eat anything. Werewolves eat. Yeah. Maybe that's, that was the only thing that I could have, that I like thought maybe, but I, I was so confused as well. I was like, why, like, because wouldn't horses count as meat that would make you sick? Yes, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unless they just can't eat like vegetable matter, which is what he was eating. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This was the only check-in that I wanted to touch on because I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, no, I, I was very confused by that too. Or maybe just rules don't apply to Marcus because he's, Marcus. The oldest one now? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Mike is, yeah, Mike. God. Uh, Victor apparently was claiming to be the first vampire, which uh, that's not true. So I don't even know what right. that was said in this scene. Um, and so now Tannis is explicitly like, no, Marcus was the first true vampire. And I'm like, yes, we know. Everybody knew that, like from the get go. <sighs> It was in the first movie, it was before this, and it's like, why does it say it was revealed? So, um, it, then that's when we're explaining that Victor was like a dying, like military monarch back in the day that Marcus made a deal with to kill the Lycans uh, and William, who is his twin brother, not just his brother, they're twins. Yeah. Um, and it then is explained that old Lycans were not able to take human form after turning and Marcus wanted to rid the world of them. I guess they were too aggressive and violent, et cetera, et cetera. But like, uh, I don't understand how he could have empathy for his brother, but not for anybody like his brother. It's like that his brother in fact created, that, that would not even be alive if not for his brother. <laughs> like, or, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, yeah, the, the, the motivations just kept moving and being like, they were so confusing. I didn't understand like, 
Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like linear character motivation throughout yeah. this movie. Um, so apparently it's believed that if you kill the original immortal, then his entire bloodline would die. Uh, Did he actually think that or he just wanted to have some kind of hold on Victor, you think? That's what he, that's, I think that's what he told Victor to make sure Victor didn't kill him. Um, And then that's also why Victor didn't kill William. He just put him, put him away essentially because he didn't want all his slaves to die, which. uh, um, Then we learned that there's also humans that are loyal to Alexander uh, Corvinus, AKA the old man in the sea. Uh, yeah, I think literally. Oh my god, uh, that is. <laughs> um, oh my god, who helped the cause? And that's like when we finally learn like who this old man is. And we're almost there's only two more like locations in this movie. That's when we learn. Then we learn that Celine's father was hired to build William's prison, which is how she had the necklace when she was a kid. How she you know, knows anything about it or like buried deep in her memories. Mm-hmm. Then her family was later killed to cover up the secret, I guess, of where the location was. Mm-hmm. And also it coincided when Lucian ex- escaped like hundreds of years ago, which Lucian couldn't do the memory thing. So like, I don't, sure. Right. And so now Celine is the only one who has memories of where William's prison is. Tannis agrees to arrange a meeting with them with, quote, someone who would know why Marcus wants William now. When I'm like, yeah. that's his twin brother. He probably just doesn't want his twin brother locked up. Right. So, okay. That was what I thought was the whole MO, like, this at this point, this whole time. I mean, throughout, it doesn't change to me. Like, yeah. that's the whole thing. He just wants his brother not locked up. I have a lot of sympathy yeah. for Marcus in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um. They leave, and then Marcus arrives to Tannis's house, finally in fully human form. Uh, explains that there were two keys made by Victor, and Tannis lies to Marcus about them. So Marcus hooks him with his wings. Again, I just want to talk about these wings for two Why seconds. Why they even talk? Yeah. Uh, one, there's no need to talk. You can just grab his memories. Two, wings. his wings are like crab, not pinchers but like talons like that's what they look like but then also wings so they like function in really weird ways that don't make any sense no Um, they're kind of like scorpion tails almost too i don't know it's weird like where do the wing parts go when he's stabbing people because then it's only like a like a thin hook bit stabbing but it's really long but then it should have like the membrane of the wing somewhere but it's not anywhere it doesn't make any sense like the only thing i can imply like if i'm trying to make it work for them if i'm gonna do the work for them to explain mm-hmm. is like maybe what michael can change his little hand how he wants maybe marcus is just constantly con- reconfiguring his body the way he wants it that'd be convenient but <laughs> but then again yeah why wouldn't he do it at certain points later i don't, I don't know i don't know I don't right know. so you know then, you know, he bites him and gets all his memories. Then we learn that Alexander Corvinus's other name, his like pseudonym at the time is Lorenzo uh, Macaro, which is 
never said before or again. And or why did it matter? I don't know. It didn't need to be there because it's was, irrelevant. It's like, okay. It's like, it's like the whole movie. They could just pepper these like facts of like, you know, maybe this will matter again later. No, it's like, and Celine's real name is Sailor Moon. And Marcus's real name is Micus. <laughs> it's like, I mean, everybody just has a secret name, but, and you think it's going to be something later. I mean, like, I don't understand. Maybe they did plan on developing that in the future film. I wouldn't know because I, I refuse to watch them. And also, you know, it doesn't matter because he dies. So right. um, like, now we get the next to- next one is a prequel. Mm-hmm. Oh God, but it is a prequel. Yeah. Now we get to the pier that they're supposed to have this meeting. Uh, Michael thinks this is a setup, which I'm like, again, are, are you the only so smart sure. person around? Because yeah, this he was an intent. Okay, a medical intent. <laughs> he was a medical intent or a resident. He resident. knows. He knows what he's doing. Um, okay. So they chat with Lorenzo, aka Alexander Corbinus, <laughs> aka great granddaddy to Michael. Um, side note. It is established in the first movie that there is a third brother that all the human descendants of Alexander Corvinus come from, which is where Michael comes from. Now Michael is a convergence of all three bloodlines, which is mm-hmm. weird. So he's like yeah. a triple great granddaddy. Right, yeah. Um, also, we never get the name of that human son. It's like he is completely irrelevant, but he's we actually gotta- very relevant. The people that don't need extra names have extra names. The people that were curious about, no names. No names. How dare you? So then we learn that Alexander Corvinus has spent eternity essentially cleaning up after his kids, like a semi-good father. And then we learn that he's actually a really shit father. Um, yeah. Because when Celine confronts him about just like not just killing Marcus and um, William to like spare everybody else, He's called Celine out for killing innocents as a death dealer for six centuries. And I'm like, yeah. But then at the same time, she's like, okay, but if you had done your job in the beginning, I wouldn't have been killing people for six centuries. Right. So I'm also like, hmm. It's so confusing. And it's like, yeah, I don't understand like his, his um, hesitation with some things and not with others because it's like he'll, his cleanup crew is just constantly going and just, clear everything out yeah but then i guess they weren't innocent to him i don't know i don't know so marcus arrives starts killing all the lackeys uh hooks michael through the chest and then impales him on this big spike thing um celine tries to fight him but is obviously overpowered he drinks her blood finding out where william is kept he she just shoots Mike Marcus and he flies away. I'm like, why would why would shooting him even hurt him? Anything. Like right. he's established to be so strong, but sure. <laughs> anyway, so Marcus flies away. She tries to save Michael, but he seems dead. Uh Marcus gets dressed, has a chat with dad. Uh Alexander claims the world is made for humanity and that they shouldn't be there, which I'm like, all right. Um, yeah then you should have killed them um marcus explains to him that he's now a halfling creature 
and then like hurts him and takes the medallion from him. And then Marcus also feels like he can control William now because he's a halfling. Um, helicopter then arrives, sees all the death and finds an injured Alexander, but he won't let them get quote the kit, which I guess would save him. And he requests Celine come and she confirms that Marcus now has both keys and Alexander's like, I won't kill my own son, no matter what he's become. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, the motivation just kept confusing me. It was like, so do you care about humanity or do you care about your kids? Or both, but I also guess. doesn't because he also let William be trapped. I like it's it's more cruel to like William be trapped for right. I guess at this point 300 years. Yeah. Than just to kill him. That's much more cruel. Right. So whatever. Um Alexander has Celine drink the last of his blood to become stronger? Question marks. What will I become? The future. Verbatim. <laughs> Verbatim of <laughs> what they say. Um, then she hops into the copter with all the lackeys and she brings Michael's corpse with her. And then Alexander blows up the boat with himself on it, ostensibly killing him and also destroying the evidence. He's very good at this. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the final location, folks. Uh, bear with us. So we're at what I call the keep. Um, Marcus is in a flooded cavern, which reaches a door with the keyhole question mark. Um, he inserts the keys and he finds the Iron Maiden where William is being kept. Uh, Celine flies in with the boys and sees the ruined keep and she remembers the way in. Her and the boys swim into the chamber. Marcus opens the Iron Maiden. William is in there still pissed. <laughs> but then he actually seems, here's my thing. He seems fine with Marcus. Marcus is like, hey, 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 it's me, calm down. And he does, he yeah. does calm down. So I'm like, okay, you guys keep saying he's like a mindless monster, but like if his brother comes and is like, hey, it's me, like it's fine. And he doesn't attack and he just calms down. He's not a mindless monster because he understands what's happening. What are we to assume it's because Marcus now has werewolf blood? Cause it seemed like before he was trying to be like, bro, bro. And he Maybe. Like couldn't. Maybe, but if that works now, then what's the problem? Right. So right. again, I have a lot of sympathy for Marcus and like just trying to like not have his brother yeah. be imprisoned. Yeah. Um, like I would do the same thing for my sister. Like yeah. I would I would get her out regardless of everyone else. Um, especially if I knew I could I could like control her at this point, you know? Like then what's the big yeah. deal? Like why are y'all still trying to kill this man? Like, why are they still trying to kill him at this point? I don't know. Who's yeah. who's sending them to do that? No one. Right. So, anyway. I don't okay. know. Like, they're just doing all this shit for no reason. Like, if they're all just like, hey, I'm gonna have my brother out. I can control him now. Y'all go do your thing. Now we have hybrids. That could have literally been the whole conversation and everyone's just like, all right. Right. And that would have been it. What? He literally could have been like, hey, Celine, I'm looking at my, for my brother. Do you happen to know where he is? No, I don't. I think you might actually. Do you mind if I have some blood? Okay, just a bit. Oh, you're right. He is there. Okay, let's go get him. 
yeah oh, good. i can control him okay cool like it could have been a very just buddy very, film it could have been a buddy buddy situation but instead <laughs> like now we're at this point where i'm like this final fight doesn't need to happen but yet here we go yeah so selena and the boys find their way through the catacombs um I said, this is another instance in this franchise where I'm not sure who I'm rooting for. Right. um, Celine can hold her own against Marcus due to the fancy blood, but then just like locks him behind a drop wall. Uh, (laughs) Why am I writing like this? William is having a much needed meal with the boys. He is. He is having a needed. You gotta, you gotta catch up. Yeah, he's been locked up for 300 years. I'm sure he's very hungry and the boys look, you know, tasty. So (laughs) he uh, eats parts of them. So, you know, biting them. And JK, Michael isn't dead because he's a hybrid and therefore who knows what he can do, which seems to be anything. Just anything the plot needs him. A complete MacGuffin. Like, what do you need? Uh, Yeah. So. Deus Ex. So Celine and the remaining boys go hunting William, who promptly kills the boys, of course. Which again, I'm like, y'all don't have to be doing this. Doesn't have to happen. Um, so Celine shoots William with a seemingly endless supply of bullets and then razor bombs a hole in the roof, which uh, for no reason. Why did she do this? She had it. She had it on her, I guess. I guess. Oh, I still got these here yeah so the boys begin to turn into lichens and they're aggressive as fuck um as expected that's what we know william does to other people michael drops down alive and helps her take out the wolf boys michael (laughs) william arrives from somewhere within the catacombs again and fights them both and then marcus realizes he can pick up the drop door of course and escapes right like we, we see him doing all sorts of feats of strength. I'm like, you could have probably just punched a hole in this drop door, but okay. Right. Uh, um, oh, Marcus gets to the into the fray and literally pulls down the helicopter from the sky using this single rope that Michael had used to drop in, which I'm like, Michael, you could have just dropped. You didn't even need to have the rope, but okay. So the rope because, was only used to give Marcus the rope to pull down the helicopter plot-wise. So the helicopter is pulled down into the keep and the blades keep spinning for some reason, even though that'd be like the first thing that stops because it's like right. hitting the ground. Uh, and we see it, yeah. And it, yeah, it's like focusing like, this is a big deal. And we're like, yeah, we we get it. Um, <laughs> so Celine fights Marcus Michael fights William. Honestly, this fight scene goes on way too long, like yet again. Um, Obviously, Michael kills William. So Marcus stabs Celine with his wing thing, who then rips it out and stabs him like up through the jaw, through his head, and then pushes him into the spinning helicopter blade, which splatters him, another 3D scene. We learn in this instant, because the sun comes up through the hole in the roof, that Celine has now become a daywalker. Celine and Michael reunite, and then there's another voiceover explaining that the future is still uncertain because this whole movie didn't have to happen. 
The only significant thing that happened in this movie is that now Marcus is dead and Selena's a daywalker. That's the only significant things that happened. Right. Anyway, that's it. That's the movie. I'm so confused, like, aside from, well, all the things we kind of went over. It's just, I want to know, first of all, if in the first movie, it was Marcus who was supposed to be awoken instead of Victor, Mm -hmm. was he going to do this again? Was he always, like, was this his first time being awoken? Was his goal always to free his brother? That's a good question because he could have done this the whole every time he's awake because no one else is there while he's awake. Right. He's not being monitored. So and why would Victor want him to be awakened if he knows that he's always going to be trying to like why instead of like we take turns in the cycle we all get woken up and it's like wouldn't you just also lock Marcus away if you knew that Marcus was going to wake up and go protect William or rescue William? I mean that would be the smart thing to do. I, I don't really understand like. <sighs> I don't understand anyone's character motivations in this. All the hierarchies were subverted. The patriarchy was subverted. Uh, the badass femme idea was subverted because we don't have that. We, in fact, like make it even worse because make her cat fight with other women. It's like ah. And I don't really feel like, other than making her a daywalker, I don't really feel like Alexander's blood gave her a whole lot. No. Because, like, he wasn't super strong or anything. He was just immortal. Old. Yeah, old, so, old immortal dad. <laughs> so to go over just a couple tropes I pulled out, there were more, but a lot of them were rehashes of the first one because there's a lot of similarities or they were boring. So, of course, there is the anatomically impossible sex, which we have gone over extensively. Uh-huh. Uh, call- I didn't realize it was so, like, universally panned, like, yeah really everybody's like that's terrible it's like terrible Ah. uh calling the old man out celine calling out alexander corvinus with all his like we're not so different to you and i lecture uh cleanup crew which were the boys uh boys mundane utility which was when michael turned his hand into claws and like open paint cans Um, this one's a big one i think polar opposite twins which yep that's what they are they're opposites <laughs> haha that's not interesting um, and um the final one that i pulled out <clears throat> was removed achilles heel which is celine now being immune to the sunlight and right. now she can also be a badass during the day but like what her badassery is going to be, we, we don't know. We don't know and we will not know. Mm. Well, actually, I do know due to In Praise of Shadows. Um, so just real quickly, the next movie is a prequel set back like during Lucian's time as a slave and kind of goes over the story with him and Sonia and the first Lycan Rebellion and all that jazz. We're not watching it. Um, again, it's like a rehash of a story told in the first movie. It's like they basically realized all that was good in the first movie was only in the first movie. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, we try to expand on that, but we had no plan. Like we didn't think it out and it clearly went poorly. Right. Why don't we just expand on what we touched on in the first movie that people seem to enjoy? Right. Go back. We have to go back. And then the movie after that is awakening awakening humans have found out about all these vampires and werewolves and all their shenanigans and just start 
killing them en masse as humans too. Um, So there's like this really dumb like twist and I'm going to spoil it. So get ready. You can stop now if you don't want the spoiler, but um, it turns out that actually lichens have all taken the top position in all of the quote government science organizations, which sure. Um, And they are actually using all of this as a cover because they're testing to find a what if a vaccine for them being allergic to silver? What? Yes. Why that would need a cover of them killing thousands of their own like lichens and then vampires? I don't know. What? I don't know. Also, and if they're at the top of the government, sorry. Well, go ahead, because the next thing I'm about to say is probably going to piss you off even more, so go ahead. Yeah, then why wouldn't they have been the ones that were pursuing Michael from the get-go, and why wouldn't they have been looking to free William if they're trying to come up with a vaccine? You would think the, like, the creator of them all might have a key to that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So at some point, oh, sorry. <laughs> In the beginning of the fourth movie, um, Selene actually gets captured by the humans and is put in like cryostasis for 12 years. So like the rest of the movie is like a 12 year jump. And apparently at some point, I didn't look this up further because truly I don't care. Her and Michael had a daughter at some point. So like there's like this daughter floating around and Praise of Shadows didn't explain it. And if he didn't explain it, I feel no need to go further. (laughs) She's somewhere around- So now the kid's 12 then? Okay. Yeah, I mean, but she looks like 17, but sure. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, And then the final movie, uh, Kate Beckinsale, they introduce a bunch more characters. So Kate Beckinsale is not supposed to be the main character of the final movie. It's supposed to be this guy uh, who was introduced in the previous movie. But um, then they suddenly said, JK, Kate is back and she is the main character. Um, and I what? think this is right before her and Len Wiseman got a divorce. Mm. And apparently it's really dumb, blah, blah, blah. That movie sounds horrible. Where's her daughter? I don't know. Where's Michael? Still don't know. Um, but then that guy oh my God. that was introduced and Celine ended up becoming the next vampire elders at the end of that last movie. What? Yep. That kid? That's some guy. I don't remember his name. It's irrelevant. But at the end of all this... Oh, wait. One thing to point out is in the final movie... Somehow there's tons of vampires and werewolves again, and humans seem not to know about them again. And like, everyone, like vampires are back to living in really fancy mansions and stuff when they had been on the run. And the werewolves are big and strong again. Because like in the previous movie, they're all gaunt and shit because they're being hunted and couldn't eat as much as they should. So like, it's basically negating a lot of the previous movie, just like Silent Hill did. In the second one right so and like resident evil did yeah infinite oh my god yep and then final thing they wanted to have a crossover this is not a joke between first underworld and uh blade what yeah they didn't do that thank god and then yeah. they wanted to have a crossover between underworld and um resident evil they wanted to merge the franchise which i was like i don't even know how you 
do that. That makes no that sense. Work. Like the There's plots never been the, yeah. make no sense to overlap. So, so glad that didn't happen. And then yeah. the final one, which I think would probably make the most sense, was to merge the worlds of Underworld and I, Frankenstein. Uh, sure. sure, sure. Which they also didn't do. Which they couldn't really because Bill Nye is also in I, Frankenstein as a villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't seen I'm that. surprised they didn't mention uh, merging it with Van Helsing or something. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have done that one pretty easily. But I think it's like which franchises they had the most like relationship with. And I mean, like on a yeah. industry level. No, for sure. <sighs> but so glad they didn't do any of those because yeah. obviously this franchise really is the pits. I mean, the first one's fun, but like so don't sad. watch the rest of them yeah um i think it was definitely like a victim of um like corporate greed and like this is before superhero movies really took off like um like what's under the mcu uh yeah yeah but like the under like that guy that made the video pointed out oh in praise, like, of I shadows. in praise of shadows yeah just like how many movies started out that like people were just looking to get blockbusters going again but they didn't know what it was going to be mm-hmm. and after the matrix because apparently when the matrix was made you know obviously it did super well but a lot of the producers at the time because you know it was green screen they're like mm-hmm. we have no idea like we're kind of think it sounds shit but it ended up doing really well so because they didn't think that matrix was going to do well and then it did amazing mm-hmm. every time these movies started doing well with the first ones they're like maybe we have a franchise on our hands like maybe this whole thing will be great and they just kept throwing money at all this stuff that didn't deserve it so i like, had no idea <laughs> one thing in praise of shadows did mention is that this franchise went down for like 15 years and i was like i just years can't even imagine um they have asked kate beckinsale if she's willing to do another one and she's not <laughs> she no. is not also again her and len weisman are divorced now so i can't imagine that that would be something that either of them would be willing to do um no. and also like no one's asking for this if this were to be remade i think this would be best done as a tv show not yeah. as a film series and maybe with some female writers in the room right please please one or two uh, even yeah and if they're there please listen don't just have them in the room and don't let their ideas go through right uh, you know i know what these movies are supposed to be again i'm not asking for the world of any of these we know what kind of movies we're watching um and i just want to clarify we do have good taste in movies none of the things we're watching are our favorite movies <laughs> we, these right. are just fun but just trying to see I, things through you know i do expect some level of quality even though it's just supposed to be a popcorn movie you know so yeah so for the future one thing i'd like to add to the list because it is i mean just terrible two two movies actually two of the worst movies i've seen i want us to watch um one suicide squad not the suicide squad which is going to come out soon but i mean the one that came out in like 2018 or whatever i've still never seen it and I want you to because it's one of the oh. worst ones I've seen. Um, oh. So awful. So we should definitely watch it. Okay. And then also, when we get into like our conjuring uh, run, yeah. the nun 
is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You told me. Oh, no. <laughs> Which sucks because I, I quite enjoyed the first Conjuring. The second one was yeah. fine. I don't like the Annabelle movies. And The Nun was one of the worst movies I've seen. So, you know, oh, man. we're going to have a grand time with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, stay gosh. tuned. We'll have plenty to talk about. Tune in next week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.